Joshua. <laughs> That's what the music means, Louie. Hey. Maybe we were not doing the music right now. All right. Welcome in to the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Life is good. And let it play out. Life is good. All right. You know what? I think it's actually looping. Yeah, we're going to stop it now. Okay, there we go. <laughs> just stop it. The hard face. Listen, Zach, when you're not here, <laughs> things just go to hell in a handbasket. Oh. Mike and Dovel here with Louis Rabot. Horse racing happy hour. We're here. Happy to be with you. I feel like it's been a while because I've been jet-setting across the United States. True. I literally went to Austin and couldn't even like see Zach. How pathetic is that, by the way? I mean, just chastise That's not me. the story I heard. Chastise me. Because I talked to Zach, and you texted him at like 2 in the afternoon, and you're like, I am the oldest person in America. I'm, I, I cannot did. hang I out. Fell, I fell asleep. I did fall asleep. <laughs> uh, I hung out by the pool on the hotel for a while, but yeah. like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I'll tell you what, the conference I went to, though, was freaking amazing. Well, there you go. It was really well, good. Well, it's good, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. we're. Well, you should on. tell people what you did that Saturday. <laughs> oh, I got on a plane in Austin, Texas at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> no, I got to the airport at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. But uh, got the, the flight was 5.40 in the morning to fly to Chicago, then. Fly to Louisville, drive to Lexington, see a terrible football game. There you go. If there is something <laughs> in the world that's pet PV to me and it doesn't need to be, it's the I'm in Texas. I have to fly north of where I live to fly back to my house. Oh, I don't. Instead of like, you know, to I don't know, to St. Louis and then here or to Nashville, then St. here or whatever. Is St. Louis a hub for anybody? No, no, uh, no, no. Sorry, got, St. Louis. It's got to be a hub, right? Hi, St. Louis people. We you have know, a lot of but you, you know, you were spoiled because you just going in and out of Detroit. It's a hub for Delta. And, no, that's right. Yeah. Back in the day, Northwest Airlines. Yeah. And yeah, I'll yeah, tell yeah. you, I had more bad experiences connecting in Delta, connecting for, through Delta through Detroit than anything before. I've no issues ever in Atlanta. <laughs> Detroit is that like, place. Atlanta's nuts, but it runs like they, it's one oh, of the best. They get it airports. done. Yeah. It's wild and people are running all over the place. If there's a type of person you want to see, they're, they're in the Atlanta airport right now. Yeah, pretty everybody much, yeah. goes through that airport. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. So going down to Austin, that's what I flew through. I flew through Atlanta. Yeah. South, Southwest connected through Atlanta. And... Yeah. There is a direct flight to Austin from here. Yeah. Zach's taking it. How I'm sure that? there is. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Everything had to work with the, you know, with budget and everything else. Well, yeah. Timing and, well, and you know, whatever it was. Timing yeah. definitely on the flight home was the, the key factor there. So the direct flight so we, was not that early. We do have a show conundrum. What is that? So we got our guy. Kevin Kilroy, he's been on the show. I like Kevin Kilroy. My phone's going nuts. I'm just turning, You're good. I'm turning it. Uh, and he's helping us out first gen, of course, right? Gold yeah. book. He's doing all that stuff, right? Dude, crushing the gold book, by the way. Yeah, he's amazing. The guy's murdering. So I text him. I'm like, yo, man, you know, we're, we're early stages. Not a lot of money to go around. But do you want to come to Breeders' Cup? And he, and he called no. my bluff. He said, yeah. So Kev's coming to stay in the house. How about that? I mean, so what's the conundrum? Like, will Jim help help us? That's gonna. <laughs> oh, we got to get a, another, <laughs> another uh, media credential. Yeah, we'll that one I'm not worried. About. I don't worry about him too much because yeah. he's, he's pretty well known. So, well, he's also trying to get in. He's doing the uh, the uh, uh, the handicapping challenge as well. Yeah, trying to get in that way. So, nice. yeah. no, I hope he gets it. I'll tell you, if anybody gets it, it'll be Kevin. I mean, dude, dude can cap. Nice. Sure. No, he really can. So, yeah, no, he's been a nice addition for us at uh at first time for sure. It'll be a lot of fun too. So it'll be you, me, Zach. 
Issel. Issel's <laughs> wife. Issel's wife's going. So Issel <laughs> yeah. gets the master. Remember, they lived in LA for a while. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he's going to stay in the house? No. Okay, I didn't think so. No, his wife's going to stay in the house, but not Dan. Okay, Sherry's going to stay prime. <laughs> prime. Yeah. prime yeah. The original Colorado prime. <laughs> yeah, she's going to stay with us. That's going to be good. All right. Nice. I made that joke today and he laughed pretty hard. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I. What's funny is I think she's His Santa Claus laugh? His... <laughs> pretty much right. The. The thing with her, though, is like, I think if we had vodka, she would show up. I'm sure she would. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> if we had Bud Light, then Dan would show up. There you Little go. Budweiser. Budweiser. Um, so, <laughs> look over your screen. and that was, Well, that's know, us that's earlier it. celebrating that Churchill's back. Okay, they're running great. right now. How that's about fantastic. that? fantastic. I got some friends coming in for the Churchill meet that I think are checking out the show today for the first time. They want some picks while they're here. So, Oof. All right. Uh, yeah. Good luck on and Saturday. I know Saturday's going to be a tough day. <laughs> Three luck. big races on Saturday. Big and race. so we're going to um, gonna talk about that in the third segment. Yep. Uh, second segment, we're going to have our Horse Racing 101, which is going to talk a little bit about um, the HISA. The HISA, yeah, and yeah. what's going on there. Yep. And uh, I guess to kick it off, though, Louis, like, well, first off, like, just since you haven't really seen me much, like, how, yeah, yeah. How, so how's life been? Something you don't know. Okay. We're sponsoring a booth at the Maryland Million. Okay, that's good. It is good. I agree. Um, talked with Becky today, folks in the office there. And uh, we Am got, I going to Maryland? You, so I don't know yet. Um, okay. <laughs> I, we don't have to be there. Becky okay. made that very All clear. Right. Uh, but we will have a booth at the Maryland Million this year. Things I, as a child of Michigan, having never seen a horse in person, never thought I would say out loud. How about that? Okay. Yeah. That right. you even knew the Maryland Million existed. I, or, or that Maryland was really a state. You knew Maryland was a But state. I was like seven, maybe. Come on. Seven? Probably. You think my daughter right now knows that Maryland's a state? Yeah, I think okay. she does. All right, okay. You're, All right, you, we on. got smart kids. I do have smart kids. You're right about that. So their 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 mom is pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's the giveaway there. But uh, yeah, no. So we're doing that, and then we'll be off to Breeders' Cup uh, two weeks after that. Okay. Um, I gotta go to. Yeah. I gotta go. I got two trips. I gotta take before then. <laughs> I gotta go to Virginia Beach. Okay. And I've got to go to uh, South Dakota. Wow. South Dakota, like the week the weekend before. South Dakota's blowing up, by the way. Is it? It is because of the governor. Partly, yeah. Honestly, yes. Is she hot? Oh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Is that, that is it? Is she? Is that the South Dakota governor or the North Dakota <sighs> governor? I think I don't it's remember what her name is. Yeah, I think it's South Dakota. We okay. don't have to do this right now. Okay. The, um, <laughs> but I uh no, but it's blown up in the same way that like Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, like people are leaving the oh, coast yeah, yeah, yeah. for to those kinds there. of states. Yeah. yeah, right. Have you and, ever been to one of those areas? Oh yeah, yeah. I've never been to the Dakotas. Okay. I've never uh, been to the Dakotas either. I've been to Minnesota, though. I've been to Minnesota, uh, which Wyoming, borders, then, Montana. Yep. Boise's cool. I love all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Denver's very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All spots are good. Um, Need better racetracks, but other than that, they're good. Yeah. I'm going to say yes, but, you know, that's, that's <laughs> Like me. politician hot or hot hot? Um, Because there's a difference, she's, right? She's older lady hot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How old is she? Is she my age? That's pretty <laughs> it's funny. It's going to be amazing. Is she's she... actually a year younger than me, right? Is she? Like, I don't know. Like, we're going to find out. <laughs> I mean, what I don't a terrible think conversation. The, the, I like the oh. politician from Colorado better. I think. But, yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, <laughs> I think that's who that is. I think. I don't even know. That that's how I vote. By the way, <laughs> I voted for Sarah Palin. <laughs> Louis has lost it. It's oh, over. I voted for Sarah. I voted what for Sarah. Lying. What a freaking lie! <laughs> how do we come back from that? I don't think there's coming back from that. I think Nin- that's what that she's is. born in 1971, so she's older than me. Okay, yeah, yeah. Ten, old, ten years older than me. There you yeah, go. she's five years early fifties. There you go. Yeah, right, there you go. Fifty-two. I mean, for fifty-two-year-old, you know. Did you ever see the Saturday Night Live get uh, gig where uh, Michael Che makes the joke? Uh, there'll be a record uh, eighteen female governors, and the other uh, thirty-two states will have dinner on time. 
<laughs> no, but that's a good joke. It is a good joke, yeah, right? Yeah. And the crowd boos him, and he's like, "Come on, it's a good joke." Um, I like jokes like that. It's very good. It's a good joke. I'm trying to think, what else? My mom was a high-level politician in Michigan. Your whole family was high-level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but um, she uh, got out of the politics game. I'll tell you that <laughs> like, as soon as she could, because it's a, it's a brutal one. You know, after we talk about politics, there's nothing better than talking about racing in a big open wide field near the Tennessee border. Near the Tennessee border. How about that? So uh, let's go. We're gonna we're gonna do. By little... the way, that place is gonna blow up. We're talking about Kentucky sure Downs, of course, because uh, sports books, physical ones, are not legal in Tennessee. Oh my gosh! So like forty five minutes from Nashville, they're gonna have this thing. Wow. <laughs> they're just gonna build it out like it's Vegas. Oh yeah, that thing's gonna be wild. It's gonna be so, crazy. <laughs> well, we had a big race down there. We had a couple big races, but we're gonna look at the uh, the Kentucky Turf Cup, the uh, the Grade Two. The purses in this league. What was the purse on this thing? A uh, million bucks. I mean. That's it. Oh, no, no. This is the, the cup. No, 1.7. 1.7 million dollars for a grade two. Uh, let's take a look right here. All the way so far and get smoking leads by two over Santine with a half mile to go. Verstappen is third. Foreign relations. Fourth on the inside. Then Spooky Channel. Therapist and Red Knight. There's six links behind around that far turn. Ken O'Dan is next. Then comes me and Mr. C. Followed at the back of the pack. By another mystery in Nautilus. The mile 137.99 can get smoke and keep on going. They're into the stretch in the Kentucky Turf Cup. And get smoking comes off the turn in front. Still the leader by two. Santine is second. Down the outside, first stop in his third. It is still get smoking. He's got to get three sixteenths of a mile. He's still there. And then comes Santine and first stop into the outside. Spooky Channel is next. Down to the 16th pole. He's still there. It still gets smoking. Santine for stopping on the inside. Spooky Channel gets smoking every step of the way. There it is. It's smoking with a, a 19 to 1 shot there. Brings it home. By the way, two major races at Kentucky Downs this meet. One by jocks based at Horseshoe Indianapolis. Oh, so that was go. Fernando De La Cruz. And then uh, our guy, Joe Ramos, uh, nice. rides for our buddy nice. Roger, um, uh, won a race down there as well. And so, no, it's a, um, it's interesting because if that were on a flat track, I would, I would give Jose a ton of credit for how he rated that race, right? But how the hell you know how to rate a race at Kentucky Downs when you race there like 20 times a year, I don't know. Yeah. So I, he deserves credit for slowing down the fractions for sure. Staying but do front. you really know that you're slowing the fractions down? Can you tell? Like, I don't know. I'm always impressed with these guys. It's so it's deep, too. Like, the grass is deep. So and different. And, you know, they run 24 flat for the first quarter. And that's not slow, man. I mean, it's not fast for sure, but it's not slow. And then he slows it way down. It was over 25 the rest of the way. Really slowed it down. Got into that spot on the last stretch where he's down the hill, but then he's up a little to the flat spot um, near the finish line. And look. I don't know what to read into this. I don't think any horse in that race is winning the Breeders' Cup um, turf. Uh, turf. They got to get spoken going there, at least, because it's a winning game. 100%. Yeah. And I would definitely send my horse and figure it out, right? Um, but, I, I, you know, I don't think the winner of the race was in there. But you know what? When you could take a million-dollar check home. Uh, not a bad day at the office. So good for Jose Lascano, man, for sure. Uh, one of those guys that's kind of, I think, on that second tier of jocks for a lot of fans, for a lot of people, observers of the sport. And so uh, good for him, man. That's a good, uh, good paycheck for a guy like that. It's great. Yeah. Pay a lot of bills with a uh, 10% of a million dollar check. Absolutely. <laughs> you did all right. So, Good for him. Uh, who was the favorite in that race, by the way? <sighs> I read. Was it one Santine, though? No, um, Annapolis. Annap okay. Yeah. Annapolis was there. Yeah. So, 
Um, Sorry, that, that's yes. a big win, and you would actually would have thought that Indianapolis would have been better than seven to two going into that. You know, but yeah, then, it's just hard to know if the horses are going to like Kentucky Downs or not. We had Joe Sharp on Islin Louie a couple days ago, and he right before the meet started, and he talked about one of the best things about Kentucky Downs is it's almost like the horses are at they're out to pasture in, in like the winter, like when they take time off, that kind of thing, when they just get to be horses. Mm-hmm. And then they go, oh, we're running? Sure, okay, that sounds good, <laughs> essentially. And he said he really likes that part of Kentucky Downs, that you can tell there are certain horses that like that that wide open space. And I asked him, is there a way for us to replicate that at other tracks? And he's like, yeah, no, not usually, because if it's a Churchill or a Pimlico or a Belmont, it's in the city, right, or an aqueduct or something like that. Very few places where you're out in the country. And I guess for horsemen, especially a place like Keeneland offers that, Mm-hmm. And they really like it. So, uh, or, or like an Ellis, something like that, you know, where it's a little more rural. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I, Get Smoking's not winning a Breeders' Cup race. I don't, I don't think so. Either. It's okay. Yeah. But good for him. Great yeah. too. And, and 1.7 million. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, go yeah, for good, it. good for them. That's great. So, yeah. Don't worry about the other one. Um, <laughs> we'll move on to the heist. I'm, just, I'm just trying like really hard. You know, I'm trying to make you proud. And that, that's all it is to it. And then plus, I want to see something else real quick because Mike's I, had to say that to his wife a lot. Actually, that's not that's not wrong. I'm trying really hard. I'm trying really hard. Proud. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm doing my best. I'm doing what I can, honey. I love yeah. you. Yeah. Can we wait? Like, You're not the only person to do that, by the way. We wait 10, <laughs> can we wait ten more minutes? Yeah. Right. <laughs> These pills are really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but get smoking with 113 on the speed figure. I know. I mean, that's a yeah, yeah. he was he was cooking. I mean, he was doing good and um, especially over that distance, mile and five ace is no. Uh, it's no my computer is going so. extremely slow. You're fine. And this is my internet. So I don't know. Uh, what, I agree that it's your on. fault. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. All right. Let's, uh, let, you want to get your little, your read in for, uh, for Maryland here? Do you think I should? I think you should. Since we're sponsoring, I still have to do the read. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding, of course. Um, all right. So, uh, from our guy, Johnny P. John Piazic. Um, Happy to do this. Just a reminder, Saturday, October 14th is the 38th annual Jimmy K. Maryland Millie, showcase of the finest of Maryland's thoroughbred industry. You can visit MarylandMillion.com. I uh, stay up, up, updated, excuse me, on those contenders. They have a weekly show called the uh, Maryland Million Watch, and you can learn about all those sponsorship opportunities. You can be in the booth next to us. How about that? Purchase one of those ever-popular club tables and more. We'll see you at the Million. Looked up the club tables, by the way. Yeah. Really good deal. It's about two two fifty a person. Okay. But for what you get and what that day of racing is, that is very reasonable. Red, so. Red Knight, by the way, was the favorite in that race. Oh, Red Knight did go off his favorite. Yeah, okay. Annapolis, Annapolis was not in there. I didn't think. Oh, it was the week yeah. before then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Papa Joe's birthday is October 14th. How about that? Yeah. My wife's going to be in New Orleans. That's the holdup for us. Yeah. If she wasn't, I would Southwest it that morning and just figure just it out. Just go. Yeah. Yeah. Just figure it out. Yeah. And that's easy to do there. It's, oh my gosh. BWI's around the corner. Yeah. More. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so let's talk a little bit about what's going on with Heisis. Okay, first off, for the casual listener, yeah, let's explain what Heisis is. Horse, it's the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act um, and has turned into an $80 million a year government agency whose job it is is to essentially be the governing. Uh, it's certainly full of horse racing people, then, right? <laughs> um, the, and we can thank Mitch McConnell for this, by the way, speaking of how people vote um, for putting this together. Uh, and the tracks pay the $80 million. This is not a taxpayer subsidized thing. This comes out of uh, the racing. And this is one of those interesting days, Mike, for me, because I watched people run to Twitter, horse races, horse players, especially, and bitch about the taxpayer money, 1% raise of the takeout rate at Kentucky Downs. Okay. Okay. 
Yet Churchill's back today, and Churchill's takeout rates on everything is higher than yeah. Kentucky Downs. But because they didn't change the rates, everyone's playing Churchill today. Yeah. Bleep off. Yeah. Like, and everyone, what people cannot figure out, it's, what, it's what, stunning what, to me. Hang on. How did Heisa go to that? Okay, go ahead. Is that they needed to raise takeout to pay for Heisa. Ah, uh, yeah. And they're like, oh, you give away a million dollars, you give away one, one seven in these in these races. Easy. I'm not going to be easy, by the way. I'm pissed off about this. Yeah. This really makes me angry. They have to by state law. They have to take the money that they get from the slots and put them in purses. Yes. Period. Conversation over. That's a requirement. Oh, you're so nice to the horse owners. O okay. So you're just saying that the... Oh, okay. You're just mad at the ignorant horse hates. I just think the argument on the other side is, is myopic. It's very narrow. Mm. And it does, not, it does not look at all of the aspects of this. Sure. I think Heiss is... That's pretty much with anything, though. Sure. But I think Heiss is a disaster okay. as well. Yeah. So I understand people being mad. But being mad at Kentucky Downs for paying their bills, I don't think... But is Heisa at the same time, maybe it's a disaster. I mean, I, I don't really get... Here's what, how I feel about it. I don't really care how the general public feels. So, uh, just I'm not talking about general public. I'm okay. talking about horse players. Sure. But at the same That's time... That's who listens to this show. Yeah, but we also get general fans as well, too. So we get people that... Sure. But the at the end of the day, like, it's... We've... the I think the general intent of Heisa was to get a on the path to having one governing body for horse that's racing. That's the idea. Drug right? testing being consistent, the you know, the look at the surfaces being similar. So is it guess. not kind of the MO, the government to just make a complete and total train wreck so that the sport figures it out and has their own gets their own governing body put together? And would that I do happen? wonder if that was the intent. Yeah. Was a guy like McConnell was like this will actually force them to work together, yeah. but it's horse racing and they haven't done that for a hundred years. Make it Why a would they start now? To me he goes it is it is the five families and the godfather at the table conversation 100 right yeah i mean it's really not that much yeah. different it's not terribly different you know, i keeping it up there i started talking about you and your wife and it just uh <laughs> it's deflated to deflate um no but i it's like an elephant trunk over here the uh thank you <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people listening not watching uh so i just I, I just people not going into the nuance of this where heisa sucks mm -hmm. but people the tracks have to pay for this do you know the bill for Kentucky Downs, they ran like like eight days. It was three quarters of a million dollars. Mm -hmm. Indiana Grant's going to have to put up like a million and a half dollars for Shoe Indianapolis for their little track. Do you think that's sustainable for little tracks? Do you think Arapahoe outside of Denver can afford that? Do you think that Los Al, who's running six horse fields on Saturday and Sunday nights, can afford that kind of fee? I don't know, man. That's what I really worry about. And, and for people to get mad about takeout rates, it worked, by the way. The handle of Kentucky Downs was down eight, nine percent. And if you want to be mad at that, and then you're just going to go bet Churchill where the takeout rates are higher. Okay. Have have both. Have it both ways, people. Enjoy your cake. Hope you enjoy it. Let the big boys win. Right? Or just not have the sport anymore. That's that, that's the other option. Here. Yeah. It's just what people are pushing for when they do stuff like that. Yeah. Just an FYI. Because they're not going to change. Hi. Hi. Are you good? MarylandMillion.com. MarylandMillion.com. <laughs> so let's talk about what happened, though, with Heisa and Churchill yeah. Downs. I mean, uh, basically, there was a, a report that came out that said that, uh, you know, that investigated the turf, the turf of Churchill Downs because of all the deaths that happened in the spring meet, found that Churchill was not at fault. Not shocked at all. Not the track, right? Yeah. Right. We had Brian, we had um, uh, Brian Lynch on a couple weeks ago for Kentucky Downs preview day. And I asked him at the close of the interview, like I have everyone, how has the track been? He rides his own horses. Yeah. I mean, he's out there. He's from Australia. He knows, you know, tracks around the world. 
And he said, we've never had a single issue at the Church of the Pines. It's no. not a track issue. It's not a track issue. He said, it's just not a track issue. And that's where I get frustrated is, I understand if you think there are people in the sport who don't respect the animals, who don't respect the athletes, who don't respect horse racing the way that they should. But there are tons of people who do. And I did not see any quotes from Brian Lynch in that article, in their report. I, I don't know. Maybe yes. Fucking Brian Lynch. Maybe we fucking do that. And we don't do that shit. We're so dumb. We're so myopic. Oh, I'm, I'm here. For, as Dan Essel always says, I'm here for the government. I'm here to help. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't believe it at all. And it's it, the other part of it that really frustrates me is I think Churchill was perfectly happy moving to Ellis Park so that they could get construction done ahead of Derby 150. Well, I, I agree with that, too. Yeah. And, and so all of it, all of it fucking sucks. Hi, I'm Louis Rebeau, and we're sponsored by the F word tonight. So I just don't get that worked up about it. Like, you know, I don't know. If this were about college football, you'd be just as worked up. I don't know. Okay. So if college Maybe. football were five years from going away, you wouldn't give a shit. Well, I don't know. First off, I don't I don't know if that's the case here in horse racing. I really I really don't. I think it'll work itself out. I think it'll figure it out. Um I agree with you. Yeah. But if the idiots keep running the asylum, um, it's going to become and more I guess, of an asylum. I guess I've always just assumed that idiots have always run the asylum. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Okay. You know. So we get, you know. We get to some sort of a, of a compromise, just like I'm sure we will. With I did the automobile, did the auto workers come to a compromise? I didn't see that today. No, no. Um, is that pretty personal for you, by the way? Since you live in Louisville and, and Detroit, which are two of the most you know, biggest automobile manufacturers, I am pro labor union, generally speaking. Yeah, but I think that's because of my Catholic upbringing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Plus, I watched and I hung out and I went to school with a bunch of kids whose dads did that, and the middle class when I was growing up. You could have a small, normal house, good school district, cottage on a lake somewhere, a couple of scheduled vacations every mm -hmm. year. And that was something everyone had. And I know that now both parents are working and there are no scheduled vacations. Yeah. And I watched like Louisville not even be able to bust their kids to school. And I'm sure there are a bunch of single moms out there who got jobs like waiting tables at lunch and couldn't even go do that because they couldn't figure out the freaking buses. And how we've shit on the middle class in this country is really disgusting. So, all right. How about that? Can I get Louie on another? Should I keep how on Louie on his soapbox? That? So what do you think about the governor of South Dakota? <laughs> I don't know anything about her except for, I know the uh, financial laws in that state and a bunch of people are moving their trust. In that state. How about that? All right, man. So let's, uh, let's get into some handicapping. Let's go talk about Churchill Downs, the evil, the, <laughs> dun, 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 no, no, it's dun, not dun, Kentucky dun. down. So it's an okay. No, place. We right. actually yeah. Down. Okay. You know, so different. <laughs> Uh, you know, they are I do want to say before we get into this about the racing at Churchill, I think they're doing something very smart, which is the Pocahontas and the Iroquois are being run at a mile rather than two turns at a mile on a 16th. Okay. I think one turn for two year old horses at this point is, in their development right. makes way more sense. And so I'm happy to see this. And, move, you know, and we uh, honestly, we Churchill haven't now. seen the, we haven't seen the Iroquois, or the Pocahontas really be relevant. They're not good predictors anymore for future success. And I do wonder, we had Brad Cox on a couple weeks ago. I do wonder it was his quote, if that was a little too taxing on the horses who came out of that race. Sure. It stunted their development, essentially. So, no, I'm, I was happy. I asked him, do you think it's a good idea? He said yes, so I'll, I'll run with that. That's a guy who cares about winning as a three-year-old this spring, so we'll go with that. And, of course, the, whoever wins will, um, will, get, will get a lifetime of, like, just, like, buzz. <laughs> That's what happens with the winner of the Iroquois. Reminder to the uh, owner of the winner of the Iroquois, sell your horse the next day. Yeah, really that's it 100 <laughs> that, that is the peak that is as good as it's gonna get yeah, so right. uh just kind of looking at this uh looking at the last time we had a, a harlan's holiday is probably okay 
You well, know, oh, geez, what's that? 2001? That was two thousand one. Uh, two thousand one. Yes, that was exactly that was what it was. Yeah, and Harlan really? Holiday did not. Did win I the really derby. get that right? Yeah, huh. did not win the Derby. No, of course. Uh, but just kind of looking at this, where we had it like a legit, you know, sitting and go. Midnight Bourbon came in second. Okay. Uh, which that wasn't that long ago, and we've seen horses have had good careers. Radar Superstar was in this race, came in second. But yeah, I mean, I, ultimately, this was a bigger, a much bigger deal. And and they used to run it at a mile, Louis. Uh, you know, they ran at a mile when sitting and go one, and Midnight Bourbon came in second. The, and that was the COVID year. Mm. But they ran it a mil, uh, 2012 and before they ran it at, at a mile. Mm. So I think there's something to it. Yeah. You know, I think it's a, yeah. it's a good move. Especially um, when you have the mile shoot at Churchill Downs, right? I mean, it just it makes sense that when your course is set up that it it can in- include a race of this variety, then you just do it. I, yeah. I It just – it's almost – like you talked about with horse racing, it's almost so logical they wouldn't figure it out. <laughs> yeah. But do you know where this frustration comes from is we watched, we I, did the pre- I felt like last year we had way too many two-turn races early. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, I mean, it, was, it felt like everything was a two-turn race in the fall. So I, I think this is a good move. And the place where we saw it most in action last year is when we did Preakness Trail stuff. And Maryland was slowly working the horses up yeah it was seven furlongs then it was the one mile shoot then they went to two turns and then they ran the preakness like all of it just made sense how they ran it in order that way it's good to see the derby go to this too yeah so i guess it's the unofficial start to the one the chase for 150 it is not the unofficial it is the official the official start because there's going to be points my friend there is points there you go yeah how about that Go for the points. <laughs> Stay You'll see for all the kind one. of Derby 150 stuff out there. I'm sure they're going to be selling Derby 150 merchandise all over the place. I'll head. Out, I'm going to be out there stuff. on Saturday. I'll give. I'll give you a lay of the land next week when I'm there, just because there, there's so much construction going on. I mean, it's <sighs> spending like a quarter billion on a paddock. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of money, Mike. I'm just. I don't know if you do that. Well, I just know the conversations that are already going on at the city level, uh, you know, and it just it's pretty it's pretty crazy. So like how much are going to blow 150 out? Yeah. Good. Yeah. And a lot of different ways. Okay. You know, so do you think we'll be in 322 for it or do you think they'll move the media out of there and make those chairs? No, I think we'll be there. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they'll leave us out. Yeah, we'll be there. Okay. Do you Flatter thinks we'll be in that thing at the end of the track with the, uh, where they put the other media last year. Yes. <laughs> Those peons. <laughs> what's it like not to have the same assigned table yeah. over here? I didn't know. Unaware of what that like. I said, uh, I told that uh, what's his <laughs> We're name? gonna find out in Santa Anita. Yeah. <laughs> who's what's the dude who was complaining about my cigar? He's a kind of a big deal. Uh who's now on ESPN. Oh, oh, uh, oh, um, oh, he's on the pod with 40. I, I was like, um, listen, you had to go send him over there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't complain about my cigar. Don't Get away. About Get away. At the derby. Go inside. Yeah. Dan Wetzel, right? Dan Wetzel. That's Wetzel, it, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, All right. Hi, Dan. Let's do well. Let's do a little handicapping, Louis. Sure. Let's talk about these uh, really tough races. We're going to start with the listed stakes, the Open Mind, which is uh, race six, six furlongs on the dirt. Phillies and Mirrors, three year olds and up. Where did you land in this one? This is a great field, right? It's a fun field for sure. You get Ugiri in here. You get Wicked Halo. Um, Fire on Time's kind of a late blooming five year old who's uh, who's already won this year. Won three times last year. Four for six lifetime at Churchill. Fun one, that's a three-horse in that race. Um, it's not a great field. Uh, you do have Wicked Halo in here who makes this a better field than it is. Uh, you run for 300K. Uh, Churchill announced this uh, starting this uh, meet, by the way. No stakes race will be run for less than $200,000. Okay. Period. Listed, black type, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, and so they'll be moving to that uh, on a permanent basis as part of their uh, 
uh, obligations with the Kentucky Thoroughbred Development Fund. And so um, this is where if you wanted to make money on the pick six, you go against Wicked Halo. Okay. This is it. This is that race for this for this sequence. If you wanted to try to find a price and, and, and beat a horse, this would be Wicked Halo. My suggestion, don't try to beat Wicked Halo. You're not like you're not like in your Gary in the spot. I don't like you Geary this year um, in the second half of the year. Ran well in um, at Prairie Meadows in a black type. We're not we're not in Kansas anymore. We're not in Iowa we're anymore. <laughs> um, and so this is uh, this is the big boys. Uh, Wicked Halo's last couple losses are to Goodnight Olive and Matarea. Uh Those horses are not in this race. And so I'm going to I'm going to lean on Wicked Halo to start the epic six. here. OK, Wicked Halo in, is the single here. Yes. We're uh, for me, that's the two horse in race six. Yep. Okay. So we're going to move on now to, by the way, the one that's not on the show sheet, it's a shame on me. We're going to talk to him tomorrow. It'll be released on our podcast platform. Greg Foley's coming on tomorrow because his horse bango is running in the thoroughbred society on Saturday. And if he wins, he will tie the all time wins record at Churchill bounds. Oh, awesome. With man. 11 lifetime wins. Those are the cool things in horse racing that we just don't see a lot because of a male horse, by the way, he's fully intact. Usually a horse of this quality wow, not really. is not off to breed at wow. age six, and he's got all these wins. He's 13 for 32 lifetime. He's 1.275 million. Chance to go well into that 1.3, 1.4 range after this race. And the thing is, is because he's by congrats, and he was not one of the more successful AP Indy kids, right? And so you get that. It's in that lineage. People care more about the lineage than they do the results. And so Bango, legitimate shot for Greg Foley uh, to, to tie the record. I think he gets it done. A horse named Strobe is also in that race. For uh, Brad Cox and Florent. We're talking about race four, by the way, right here. Yeah, um, thank you, the yeah. Thoroughbred Society. Um, and so we'll have Greg on tomorrow. He will talk to us on this and Louie. We'll release it on the podcast uh, as part of the uh, podcast platform tomorrow afternoon. All right, race seven is the Pocahontas. So this is the um, Oaks yep. preview here. We got nine horse field, Louie. And you think these races, I know the Pocahontas and the Iroquois are very much wide open. I think they are wide open. And I think it's um, every year that we think it's not going to be wide open, that it ends up being even more wide open. Uh, last year, we leaned on Todd Pletcher, mm -hmm. uh, or two years ago, I guess now. Um, we leaned on Todd Pletcher as part of that. Uh, he has a horse in both races uh, this year as well. Uh, I'll be interesting to see how his uh, show up. He's got Corb in this race, the eight horse, 10-1 uh, to one with Rafa Bayerano, who rode her when she broke her maiden, going seven furlongs. So one of the more interesting things now is at a mile and a 16th, we had to think about two turns for every horse in this field for the first time, right? Now we're talking about a one-turn mile. So horse that's gone seven furlongs, that's pretty good experience. Sure, it's just going an extra distance, yeah, right? Because right. you got a bunch of six furlong horses in here uh, as well, and so trying to figure out who that horse is going to be um, on top should be should be quote unquote. I'm making air quotes uh, for people listening. Uh, easier to do, I don't think it is. Uh, I've been talking, I've been praising Norm Cassie for his two-year-olds. Yep. I'm not going to get off of that right now. Her name's Empire Island. She's the one. He and Ricardo Santana Jr. are the new Asmussen. Uh, Santana Jr. combination. Here is the issue with that. They are 0 for their last 14 at Churchill Bounce. Jeez. That's bad. Together, though, they have hit 38% of their last 50 races. So if it ain't at Churchill, they're good to go. So interested to see that one come back. I love the 5-1 to one price in this kind of race. So I'll, I'll lean on her uh, first. And then I went outside um, the nine horse here, Hot, Hot Beach. Beach. Ran name. in the debutante. Won the debutante as a maiden. So Brian Lynch put her in. Under Declan Cannon, she ran away with the thing. And and so interested to see her back running that full seven furlongs at Ellis Park. Can she just stretch it out another furlong? I think she absolutely can. Two other horses I looked at here are the six and the seven. 
The six is VV's dream. That's a Kenny McPeak. The seven is you almost had me. Was the favorite in that debutante, just didn't fire. Uh, not sure what that's about, but this is second off the layoff for Brad Cox with uh, the seven. You almost had me. Gets Tyler here. Two of them win the quarter of their races at Churchill Downs together. Tyler, the leading rider last couple of Septembers, knows the course, knows what to do with two-year-olds. Um, just an FYI behind the scenes, like we're pulling back the curtain on how I look at the form. So obviously these horses I've watched this year. And so I've seen the replays on these horses. Number one. Number two, I look at two-year-old trainer statistics more than I do anything else when I look at these high-level two-year-old Because it's a specialty, for it's sure. It's absolutely a specialty. Yeah. And very few people are as good in the entire country as Brad Cox and Bob Baffert. Period. End of story as far as what the numbers Cassie's are. Cassie's getting there. I think Norm Cassie's the next guy. Asmus I really is, do. Asmus has been in the conversation. In no the question. Todd Pletcher's excellent as well. Obviously, Romans at one time was really. He's good. back to it. We're yeah. going to talk about that later. It's it, his numbers look more like Dale Romans' numbers. And and I was thinking about this today, and I don't think he would mind it if I said it. What's the biggest difference between Dale two years ago and now? Like his weight. Yes. Yeah. I think he had a health moment where he figured it out, and I think his whole life we is call better. That a, we call that a Liam Cohen moment. Maybe. Yeah. Or like I had this summer. I think yeah. I think people have these moments, right? Yeah. And, you, and you sort of just, you figure it out. And I think it has carried over from his personal life into his training life. At least I hope it has. Because you, when you see the guy, he was there, uh, Churchill, a couple last week. He looked great. He looked incredible. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is fun to watch people transform and get better. And he is clearly doing the work for that. I think you're seeing it on the, on the track as well. So fun, fun there. But I'm looking at one, uh, nine, six, and seven here. Uh, in the Pocahontas. So the seven you almost had me is going to be the morning line favorite. And probably the betting favorite as well. Yeah. I think so. So, uh, But in a two-year-old race, man, that, that really does offer you an opportunity to get some yeah. value off, off another horse. And you got a lot, like, so back to Louis' point, you got lots of value there going all the way to five and one with Empire Island, the right. one. All right. So I think even if you can get a, a Flavian Pratt for seven to two, good gosh. That's really good. That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Right. Take that all day. Yep. By the way, in the eighth race, it's it's an allowance. It's part of this uh, sequence here. I have I have three horses in here: the four, ten, and the three. Um, Grace Starling's in here, coming out of the Florida Oaks. Brian Lynch gave her a little bit of time off. Tyler's aboard there. Uh, the ten horse is uh, watch this birdie for Nacho Correas and uh, Vincent Chamino. Two of them really, really turning into a nice combination. Just on the turf, the two of them on turf, very, very good together. They do pick up about fifteen percent together at Churchill Downs. Should be a nice combination there. And then uh, finally, the three horse. Um, spicy Italians running in this race, by the way. Oh, nice, twenty to one. Well, thank you. That's five dollars across the board for you. Hello, I mean, Wayne. Just man. do it right. Wayne's the man. Um, and then uh, the three is musical score. That's Brad Cox, Florent Giroux. If that horse can get out front, stay out front, or get into a stalking position, really good shot. I think those three you must use uh, in your sequence. All right, so we're now we're on to race now, which is the Great Three Iroquois again. We're going at a mile. It's going to happen right before five o'clock. Um, it's gonna be beautiful weather. It's gonna be an awesome day. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, you, you, one can't... of my favorite days of the year for sure. What time does Louisville kick off, football wise? I know it's not at home, unfortunately. Uh, noon, noon with noon. So you, you'll be able to see the U of L game, watch the Iroquois, then watch the Kentucky game. Then I, I'll do you better. What? They got a sports book at Churchill Downs. That's right. Go do watch the, the church. Go watch the Louisville game at Churchill Downs. Yeah. That's... Bet the game. Bet it every quarter. Go and then walk out. Bet some races. 100%, go Hoosiers. Man. All right. No um, I'm just you know showing my support for you by saying go Hoosiers. Thank you. All right. Um, I went to grad school there. I barely like saw the campus. Yeah. I know what the inside of the library looks like. Oh, nice. <laughs> Have you been to a football game there though? Oh yeah. Yeah. See? Do you mean did I drink on campus? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, on to that Iroquois stakes, though. We do have Steve two Steve Asmussen yep. um mounts here, including the favorite number eight, Risk It, with Tyler on board. You gotta love that. 
Who else besides the eight horse do we like here, Louis? Man, I, I, okay, I don't think it's going to happen, but there's a Brad Cox in this race at 12 to 1. Wow. You with, got to, with, with Flavian Pratt. Yeah. So I, I'm not telling anyone how to do their job. Listen, it's called Gettysburg Address, and Lincoln was born in Kentucky. I mean, what other sign? Come on, people. We're trying to have a civilization. If they called I, this race the Knob Creek, it'd be over. <laughs> Look, there's no way that horse is going to be 12 to 1. But it's hidden in the sequence, yep. right? If someone's just looking at numbers and trying to build a ticket based on favorites, they're going to miss this horse. 12 to 1 is a long number in a nine-horse field. There's no way that this is the third-worst horse or second-worst horse. It's only – it's the it, – Mike. Talk, it is the eighth, talk to me, Louie. It is the eighth horse per the, money line, the morning line in this race. Give me a break. I right. mean, it's just not – get over it. Um, what horses make these jumps. First run at Ellis. I mean, it's not like it didn't. It won its first race in Ellis. It had a seventy-three um, speed. It figure. didn't just win at Ellis. It got They're a wrong. bunch of dirt kicked in his face. Yeah, and still won under a jockey who's nowhere near the quality of Flavian Pratt. Right. Let's let's. It's not going to be twelve to one. Let's be realistic. Louis Longshot. Oh, hundred percent. Louis Longshot. I, you know what? I should look. Do I have that horse on top? I don't. But it's in my it's my handicapping because I think Patriot Spirit on the outside actually for Jesus Costanon is one to absolutely look on. That's essentially based on. The fact that the horse broke maiden at seven comes back now at eight, obviously at a mile, um, blew everybody away. And just the speed handily with this horse. If this horse has any kind of ability to get more late kick, it can absolutely win the race. I love the seven to two. I think you're going to see a flip. I think you're going to get Gettysburg address at like a seven to two and you're going to get a Patriot spirit at like 12 to one, 10 to one, eight, eight to one. one. Get a good price. I think you're going to get a massively good price on that kind of horse. And we're talking about two-year-olds. This is a $235,000 purchase. This is no slouchy horse. It's a son of constitution. I, I just, I, I think if you're looking at two-year-old races, look, try to predict who's going to be down the line. So include Gettysburg Address in your longer tickets because it's going to be hidden in the sequence. But if you're betting race to race, you're going to get a great number in Patriot Spirit. Look at Risk It as well. Everything about that horse screams that Asmussen's going to have it ready to go. Uh, training at Saratoga, but, but bullet work. At Saratoga recently, minute flat, um, over five furlongs. That's the kind of number that we want to see with a horse, especially a two-year-old. That's a really, really nice number. And then I do think um, – oh, there's one more in my notes. I apologize. The three-horse here, Union Roll, is interesting. This is a – it's Todd Pletcher, so I'm including play for me. Period. Conversation over. It's interesting. He and Gerardo Corrales, limited number of mounts, but good mounts, usually hitting the board, uh, getting in the number there. Uh, so Rendon jumps off here. We get Corrales on. Horse breaks is made at Monmouth. It's a union rag. Sometimes you just don't know in the two-year-old races because it's not a guarantee, as you pointed out. It's not a guarantee of a horse that goes on to success as a three-year-old. Yeah. So we're mm -hmm. trying to maximize the horse now. This would be another horse I would look at. Uh, so in the um, in the Iroquois, I'll go 9, 8, 7, and 3. All right. Last race of the day is not of, of what we're going to talk about. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, is race 10, the Locust Grove Stakes, grade three. Uh, this is a mile and the 16th. $400,000 race for Phillies and Mares, three-year-olds and up. I'm telling you, like this field's loaded, Louie. If this race, though, was last year, like it'd be probably like the, the talk of the horse racing world. Yeah. The field is so freaking amazing. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, Pauline's Pearl, uh, Le Davida, Search Results, Hidden Connection, Amore, I mean, Falconet. You got – this is like – this is like a who's who of Phillies. Um I mean, where do you go for that? I mean, there was a time where we didn't think Pauline's Pearl would ever get beat until we got beat in the Breeders' Cup. She got beat in the Breeders' Cup. One horse in this race hasn't made six figures this year in purse money. One. Okay. One horse. <laughs> wow. And, this, and that's just this year. 
and that doesn't include a 30 to one shot who has made six figures this year. Right. <laughs> this is loaded. I mean, this is loaded, loaded. Falconettes in this race, for example, the 10 horse, who I don't think is going to get it done here, um, despite having one at Churchill Downs before, in for Todd Pletcher again, her auto crawl is riding. Um, but I don't think she's going to get it done. But that's a horse that's six to one, even that's coming out of winning the groupie doll at Ellis Park, right? I mean, against a good field as well, beats Hidden Connection, beats uh, uh, Interstate Daydream in that one. Uh, horses that certainly, if you listen, or pay attention to the uh, the Phillies and Mares at all. You definitely know. I do have search results on top here because of Tyler. The connections there. He and Chad Brown. Good connection at twenty one percent. Not great at Churchill, but I'm going to go ahead and just trust Tyler at Churchill. So don't. Um, by ahead. the way, players, look at you're looking at search results. Probably is the favorite favorite. And some people will be like, "Well, this horse hasn't even won this year." <laughs> right. But yeah, this yeah. horse <laughs> runs yeah. against like yeah. the top so, of the top. Yeah, right. Lost a secret oath. Lost a Clarier. Um, did not show up well in the Molly pitcher. I didn't think ran third, not a bad third, just never really had a Flavian Pratt was aboard for the previous months. Interesting move to Tyler here um, because uh, Flavian Pratt's going to ride uh, Amore, who I do think can win here for Brad Cox. Um, interested to see her. She's the seven. I do think you have to use search results. The four, I would look also inside the three and the two Leda Vita. I cannot figure this horse out, but I really, man, Nacho Chris having a really nice year. Uh, Vincent Chamino is having a nice year. If you look at their numbers, they almost line up exactly uh, on the 12% nine. Um, and so interested to see if she can get back some of that, that speed that we saw in the lady Jacqueline up in Cleveland at Thistledown um, where she dominated that field by over three lengths. Interested to see if she can run it back here. Um, did win her one start at Churchill downs uh, in an optional claimer going a mile, going a little bit longer here, obviously going the two turns, two turns hasn't bothered her all year. Um, she's the kind of horse that can really help your longer ticket. Because if she wins and say a Pauline's Pearl and a search results don't, then you're probably hitting for a, a much better number in your pick four, your pick six, sure. whatever you're playing. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> there you go. Hope you have a great day out of Churchill. Bet some college, like bet some college football, yeah. watch some horse racing. That's right. Doesn't get any better than that. We I always, we always used to go up to, to Indianapolis and we would marvel because we could just walk through a hallway and go bet there. Now they're in the same room. At Churchill, like yeah, you can literally walk from the Aristides room. It's a one-minute walk to the 300 section, and you're outside. I just crush it. That's the best. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I'm really go excited. bet some football. So, yeah. Come out and bet some horses. Yeah, love it. Um, all right. And did you and you made it your first bet? I'm taking. I did a Lions season under win total, and then they went and won in Kansas City. <laughs> but that's a shtick for my other show. So, so what was the Lions under season win? Nine total? and a half. Ooh, I, I like the over on that. Though. Course, everyone does. That's the joke. Yeah. Do you know what though? You got a better payout if you went over. So Vegas actually paid you less to go under. So they they like they think under. it's nine. They think they're a nine and eighteen. At that division, like I think the Vikings are. Pro We're gonna see what the Vikings are made of tonight. I think a little bit. I know? don't. I think we'll see what the Vikings are made of starting next week. Yeah. I think the Packers are considerably better than what people, people thought. They people would be. don't want the Packers to be good. Right. I don't know why. Whatever. I don't want them to be good because I'm a Lions fan. Sure. <laughs> like, that's sure, fine. Sure. I understand why I don't want it. But um, I wonder if people didn't like Aaron Rodgers and it just and, and Brett Favre and it just permeated how they feel about the Packers. Yeah, I had a, an interesting conversation with a guy from Green Bay okay. at the conference I was at, actually. And he was talking about how much, you know, Aaron Rodgers just didn't vibe with the city. Right. You know? Right. And uh, he's they, a California guy. It's just, no, sometimes those things exactly just Exactly what together. that guy said. Yeah. And they weren't afraid, of, uh, you know, they weren't sad to see him go. And, right. You know they want to get back to that blue collar mentality, and so yeah, I do. I think the I think you're right. I don't think the Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to be a major letdown. I think the Packers. They're a nine and eight, eight and nine kind of team. Yeah, probably miss the playoffs. Probably. And I think the Packers are going to be a ten win or eleven win season type team. 
And you're and hoping then, the Lions are a 10 win season? Or uh, absolutely. I no, mean, it's not that I want the Lions to be That's your play bad. right there. You're like, if they're less than nine wins, I, I win money. But if they're better, then I'm just going to be. If a you happy want to call fan. it an emotional hedge, that's fine. That's an emotional hedge. But I've been a fan since I was. And you've seen them falter. Like, you know, they've I'm won a playoff game right. in my life. You know. I have four kids. <laughs> they've won one playoff game in my life. They had Barry Sanders and Kelvin Johnson, and, and, and they won one playoff game. <laughs> I, I don't want to. Whenever someone bitches about their like sports life or a bad beat in a horse race i'm like are you from detroit were you born in st john's hospital and they're like here's the lions asshole no that's not your life that's my life <laughs> well you know i'm getting my hopes up right now for baseball so your hopes should be up for your 49ers oh my hopes are way up for that that's for sure way up. they're way up you're one of these assholes that gets to pick whatever team he wants you don't have these birthright terrible teams you know the tigers and the dead wings and ugh, the pistons the dead wings. The dead wings were pretty good back in the day. So it took 15 years of my life for them to like matter. Yeah. I, why are we doing this right now? The Pistons. Let's talk about the Pistons. The Pistons. <laughs> oh. So who are the Pistons gonna? What what six six guard are the Pistons gonna take <laughs> in the first two picks of the draft next year? All right. You mean fifth pick because they'll lose the lottery again. <laughs> they'll lose the lottery. There it is. Oh, they can win. They can win the lottery uh. and still lose the lottery. So. It's amazing. You can have Troy Weaver, who seems what's by the, all accounts to be very what's smart. What's the Italian basketball. dude's name? Dino. <laughs> that they picked. No, 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 they took <laughs> a Darko Milicic. Yeah, that's it. One. That's what Darko. Do you know what's you know ironic though about Darko? What's that? That was probably the right pick because it didn't. If they had taken Carmelo, they probably don't win the title. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a ball stopper, and that team was not a ball stopper yeah. team. You got Rip Hamilton on your team, and whatever. But all right, we're gonna pay the tab. We're gonna get out of here. Thanks for listening. Uh, this has been. Uh, let's get Louie upset version <laughs> of the horse racing happy hour. Here we go.